We are glad you found our little corner of the podcast universe. To our subscribers, guests, visitors, and those with a burning desire for an answer to the question, okay, now what? We welcome you to the From Learning to Earning podcast sponsored by OK Now What? This podcast covers topics of interest to anyone starting a business, but is especially focused on the unique concerns of teachers looking to make the move to entrepreneurship. My name is David Zahn, and while I may not have all the answers, I can at least help you answer, okay, now what? Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This podcast will focus on an individual's journey that many of you are either considering or have considered. Given that our audience is global and the issues facing teachers, or frankly, anyone looking to transition from one career into business ownership or universal, I thought it would be enlightening to speak to someone who has made the leap from the classroom to owning his own business but has done so by retaining and applying the very same skills, experience, and expertise that allowed him to excel in the classroom and allows him to succeed as an entrepreneur. Like many of you, his heart is in teaching and education, but he has parlayed that talent and skill into a business. The path was not a straight line, and there were various crossroads along the way that I suspect many of us can relate to, but his journey is not unique and can perhaps shed light on a possible path that many of you may wish to follow. I would like to welcome to the podcast from Pune, India, Ganesh Lakande, owner of Vcan Digital Solutions, an e-learning company. Ganesh, glad to have some time with you to share your story and the lessons learned from your experiences. Glad to interact with you, David. Ganesh, let's begin with, can you give us the journey you took to get to where you are now? Sure. So, you know, when I was studying, I always wanted to become a teacher. So that's how, like, you know, I uh, chose my uh, career path. So eventually after studying, I became uh, a college teacher. So I spent one year there teaching students from different nationalities. But then I realized that this is not what I wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to become a teacher. You know, I like those skills, interacting with students and uh, uh, going to a classroom. But somehow I uh, realized that okay, this is there is something more that I wanted to do uh, apart from teaching. So I was looking out for other opportunities. Uh, but since I had only acquired one skill that is teaching, I wasn't sure really, you know, what should I do? But fortunately, I came across this field of e-learning uh, that was 15 years ago, although it was very new uh, in India. Uh, but somehow I uh, decided to move uh, so move into the corporate industry for two reasons. One is obviously it was uh, paying me more than what my teaching job would pay me. And then another was that it was a new exciting field. Uh, at that time, only the um, software engineers would work in uh, the corporate industry, the IT companies here in India at least. So I was getting an opportunity to work in an IT company. 
and then get a better pay package than a teacher so that's why i decided to make a move and then i spent some 15 years in the corporate industry i really enjoyed it worked with multinational companies across the globe learned so many things on the job and then came a point when i decided okay i should work for myself so i had spent good 15 years in the industry uh, working for various clients on various subjects so i thought that i should make a move and then start my own company so that's how the birth of weekend digital solutions happened uh, some 3 years ago i started my own company and i'm really happy about it so the best part is that you know it's the skills that i had acquired to become a teacher those skills really help me you know even today what i'm working although it's in in a different uh, setup but the skill sets are same uh, only some tweaks are uh, needed but yeah so that's why you know uh, i really like my journey of say 15 16 years now kinesh you used a couple of terms i just want to be sure we define for our audience you used the term e-learning which should be something most of us are comfortable with but if you could just explain what exactly is e-learning so e-learning is a very broad term uh, this is for learning online uh, but uh, the role that i specifically took uh, was of an instructional designer which is similar to teaching but you are creating the content and designing the content for online audiences uh, rather than your classroom audiences so Uh, that's what i decided because it was similar to my teaching skills uh, so i took that decision uh, based on my previous experience of you know teaching and uh, learning how to teach so similarly instruction designers need to learn how to teach online audiences uh, that's what i did and uh, yeah uh, so that's what uh, easy learning about in my case at least what was it when you were first pursuing a career what was it that appealed to you about going into teaching was there some teacher that you had that was influential or what was there the point that you decided teaching is the career i'd like so i always admired uh, my teachers when i was a student i really looked up to them and i always wanted to be you know some of my teachers uh, were like really good uh, you know at teaching so i thought i want to be like them so uh, as a kid when you are growing you look around and then you have people police officers or a, or a fireman so everybody wants to be you know like you know their idol so my idols were obviously teachers uh, and some of my teachers fortunately were really good uh, so that's the reason i wanted to uh, become like them uh, but when actually <laughs> took that job i realized okay there's more than that you know what you uh, see uh, as a student so life uh, of a teacher is not that easy what you get to see there's a lot of hard work uh, that goes behind uh, uh, when they deliver a lecture but there's a lot of hard work there's administrative work uh, there's uh, pressure from the administrators uh, there's pressure nowadays from the parents also so the life is not that easy that i realized but yeah as a kid i really uh, wanted to be a teacher because there were really good teachers fortunately for me Now, picking up on that point, why did you decide to leave teaching? Was there one particular thing that sort of pushed you over the edge? Well, the pay package was obviously one of the reasons that forced me uh, into the corporate industry. But the another one was that I was not really uh, happy with the administration. So, for example, I had to teach for say uh, three hours in a day. 
but they wanted to me uh, you know be on their campus for eight hours and i was like you know why should i spend eight hours if i just have to teach for three hours so i can utilize that time doing other things you know i can pursue my higher studies acquire some other skills go out you know all other things i can do why do i why should i spend uh, time chatting and then sitting around uh, you know rest of time so that was one of the uh, uh, one of the conflicting points i would say with the management of that educational institute that i had and there were other things also that i really uh, didn't like about teaching profession so obviously there were good things like you know interacting with students you know all those things but yes there were some dark sides also I think many of us can relate to feeling a, a certain friction with administrators and the requirements of the job that extend beyond the teaching or classroom kinds of engagements and interactions. Right. So when you made the switch now to corporate, what were some of the differences you noticed between those two environments? there was a lot of difference uh, the first thing was the work culture so although i had to spend more than 8 hours in the corporate sector but there was a lot of flexibility so that is one thing that i like another thing was that uh, there was a lot of scope for creativity so in the teaching profession uh, i had to stick to the syllabus or the curriculum that was decided by somebody else here uh, uh, in the corporate sector on the e learning industry i was the one who was uh, you know mostly responsible for designing the curriculum for my learners so that freedom and creativity i really liked uh, so that is a major difference that i found and obviously the uh, work culture you know it's more open more free culture that i really like i got an opportunity to interact with international audience you know i had clients from uh, many countries uh, corporate clients so th- there, there was a lot of learning that i got and that's the reason i wanted to continue for so long so 15 years is not a you know short time that uh, so i was happy in fact for all those years that i spent in the corporate industry if you are enjoying this podcast broadcast and wish to connect with david zahn to pursue your own journey into entrepreneurship you can schedule a no cost and no obligation 20 minute chat and chew with you discussion at www.oknowwhat.biz and that's spelled O-K-A-Y-N-O-W-W-H-A-T dot biz slash get dash started dot H-T-M-L and now back to our podcast. Now, Ganesh, you mentioned that uh, there were some differences in being a face-to-face classroom teacher versus designing or developing educational opportunities or training for a remote audience uh, uh, through e-learning and not being able to see how your students were reacting, what questions they may have. What, What are some of the ways that you can overcome that? that is the first question that comes you know when i speak about instruction design or e learning most teachers feel that if there is no student in front of them they don't think they can teach you know effectively enough but that is not uh, true uh, to be honest 
the very uh, field of instruction design there are a lot of theories it's a lot of research done on uh, making your trainings you know as effective as uh, you know the classroom trainings in fact more than that uh, so there are a lot of advantages of you know online training uh, the learners can take the trainings at any time of the day so that one freedom that learners get anybody can take the training so there are a lot of uh, positives of uh, you know online training uh, so uh, there are some prescribed theories and models of instruction design which we use to make sure that you know the effective uh, learning happens right what you're referring to is that difference between synchronous and asynchronous learning where yeah. the learner has the ability to choose when they will actually uh, engage with the course versus a scheduled time when they must be in the class because that's when the professor or the teacher is available to them right what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to now confront being in your own business so i uh, wanted to start my own business uh, because of the uh, you know reason that i spent good 15 years in this industry worked with various clients and then uh, there was feeling from within that okay i should start my own you know i had spent enough time and then i made that jump i started my own business some 3 years ago to be honest uh, i absolutely had no idea about how to manage a business so i started a business i got some clients but uh, i really struggled you know the initial first year was very very difficult you know i hired some employees to work with me but i had no idea how to train them and in in fact first place i wasn't sure that uh, whether to hire experienced employees or you know to go with fresher ones so initially i thought okay let's hire fresher employees and then i you know with my 15 years of experience i would train them and then that way i would save some money and then you know once these employees are ready you know, uh, my job will become easier but exactly opposite happened i uh, hired the freshers couple of freshers and then you know i would spend a lot of my time training them so which took my time away from my new business ideally i should have spent more time with my clients working on you know their uh, projects making it more effective for them but i sp uh, spent that time training my employees and in turn when you know uh, they were working uh, even the work was not up to the mark and unfortunately for me the uh, pandemic happened during the same time i couldn't uh, you know sit with my employees face to face so my employees had to work uh, from home so that Uh, create another set of problems because those people were freshers almost you know college pass outs so they had no exposure to such environment and so that created a lot of problems uh, the work that i was uh, doing was not up to the mark the clients were not happy so there there came a point when i really started questioning my decision of hiring these employees and unfortunately then i had to let these employees go because it was not benefiting either them or me and of course my clients were not happy so that came as a big learning for me uh, another thing is that i wasn't really uh, trained into how to handle the finances the taxes you know in fact when i st started my own company uh, the registration process nobody was there to guide me in fact i'm the first entrepreneur from my family my you know my brothers my father nobody uh, uh, had any idea about how to set up a company you know what compliances are required what documentation is required so i really struggled i mean there were a lot of struggles you know if i have to list uh, there's a huge list 
uh, you would definitely need some guidance if you have to get into a business. It, I jumped into my own business, uh, this journey, based on only one thing that, okay, I was good at my work. But that is not sufficient that I realized in the very first year. What do you wish you knew before you started your business that would have helped you? Yeah, of course. Uh, if, you know, there was somebody who would, uh, you know, guide me on how to set up the company first and then all these decisions like, you know, how to hire employees, should it be a mix of uh, experience plus, you know, freshers and then, you know, how to manage my finances. And another important aspect of handling a business is marketing your business. So I absolutely had no training in marketing my business. So for two years, I did not add a single client. So I started with a couple of clients. And for first two years, I had no third client. So, you know, because I had no idea about marketing, how to market, how to reach out to newer clients, how to convince them. So, yeah, there were a lot of struggles that I faced. And that's exactly the business that I'm in right now is to try to help people through that transitional phase and beyond so that they can learn things like how to best price their product or service, how they can market themselves to differentiate from other competitors, how they can improve their sales skills, as that's something many teachers have never really had any experience in doing, although there's an awful lot of salesmanship that goes into their working with students, working with administrators, working with the parents, but they don't recognize it as such. And so we can provide them with those skills and do it in a way that allows them to follow a process that is not all that different from what they do now, but just provide some orderliness to it. Ganesh, this has been really informative. If people want to reach out to you to discuss instructional design, e-learning, or other aspects of what you've shared with us, how can they get in touch with you? So I have a website that I'll share with you and then my email ID as well. Uh, after talking to you, I realized that, okay, the target audience or the you know, people that you interact with are from similar background that I come from. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a very uh, good field for teachers to move into instruction design. It has a lot of future in it because Everybody is now talking about online learning, especially after this pandemic. All over the world, like, you know, I'm now flooded with a lot of queries by teachers, by educational institutes, universities, across the globe. They're struggling to find people who would help them to create online courses. So everybody now wants to go online. Uh, of course, this generation of students prefer online education than classroom sessions. So there's a lot of scope for teachers to move into this. If there's anybody who would want to, you know, move into this industry, it's very exciting. Of course, you know, from my experience, I don't know what uh, pay packages the instruction designers get in the U.S., but what I've heard and what I've read is the instruction designers are paid far better than teachers across the globe. Uh, so that is one exciting uh, aspect of moving to this. And of course, you know, uh, as I mentioned in my journey, uh, there are various perks of working in the corporate industry. Uh, so yes, uh, many of your listeners would want to, you know, uh, make a switch and move into the e-learning industry, and they can reach out to me on my, uh, you know, email address on my website also that I can, uh, you know, share with you later on. I appreciate that, and I will share that information in the description of this 
podcast episode. Ganesh, this has been really informative. I greatly appreciate your insight and look forward to continuing our discussion offline as well as in future podcasts. Thank Certainly, you, Ganesh. David. And I would like to mention that, you know, I wish I had access to a service like yours, you know, wherein, you know, as I mentioned, I struggled uh, so much for the initial two years. At that time, if I had uh, access to somebody like you, who is a business guru, who helps people to set up their businesses and run it effectively, then I would have definitely grabbed this opportunity because, you know, as I mentioned, I am into the e-learning industry, e-learning business, and um, the people made a lot of money in last two years uh, during the pandemic because, you know, of course, uh, everybody, every uh, you know, institution wanted to go online, teach online. And that's a, that was a time when uh, there was a lot of opportunity for people like me. Uh, but unfortunately, I had no guidance on, you know, uh, sales and marketing and, you know, how to capture that business. So I really felt bad. But I'm glad that I connected with you and then got uh, so much of guidance from you in last one year. Uh, that has really helped me. And I have added some more clients in just a couple of months after talking to you. So that has really helped me. Uh, and also, you know, I didn't know how to price, you know, my services. So that has also really helped after talking to you. Uh, it's a big thank you to you uh, for all the help that you have provided. Look forward to continuing to help you along your journey. Thank you again, Ganesh. Yeah, thanks. You have been listening to From Learning to Earning, hosted by David Zahn the teacher's business mentor. If you have not already done so, please register to join the Facebook group Business Launch from Fear to Fabulous, where you can find additional information and participate in a community of like-minded people venturing into business ownership. And if you are ready to receive one-on-one coaching or enroll in a self-paced course to make your dream business a reality, you can contact David Zahn at www.oknowwhat.biz backslash get-started.html. And as always, we want to hear from you about topics you would like to have covered or your feedback on this or other episodes. Drop us an email with your thoughts at davidzahn, D-A-V-I-D-Z-A-H-N, at oknowwhat.biz. And don't forget to invite your friends to listen to this or any of our other episodes and join our podcast community.